hit the record button. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Hey, welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching, this is your first time seeing my face, hearing my voice, uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together, think like uh, making sure you have your articles of incorporation, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contract templates for partners and clients, brand protection strategies, and uh, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. Help you set up all of these things so that you can scale your business with confidence so that you can be official and you can do things like access business credit, get a business loan, get your products into big box stores, okay? So I'm helping set you up for success. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I've been one for 15 years in counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that is why I am here. All right. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal advice, Make sure that you connect with me. The best way to do that is to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. At that link, you can set yourself up a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Also at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can access many of my video trainings. Like this month, we're focusing on EIN numbers. So my Let's Get EIN Numbers video training, uh, the, it's like the very top button up there. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can uh, subscribe to, dang it, my glasses, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that, uh, you know, if you ever miss a live episode, hey, TV more, you can watch or listen at your leisure. Um, and last but not least at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can get show merch. If you want to show how you, everybody, how you got so smart, you know, grab yourself, a, um, an NPL legal dish mug. I don't have my t-shirt on tonight. Uh, those shirts are in the wash. Um, Hey girl. Uh, but yeah, go grab you some merch. All right. Uh, but yes, so let's get on to the reason why we're here. Y'all are tired of hearing about my business side, right? So here's, uh, for those of you, if you rewatch and you are new, here's what happens. So um, I take stories from the news, stories uh, from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, anywhere I find an interesting story that has a business lesson that we can learn, and I uh, bring them to you, and we discuss them. So this is... Uh, this is a conversation. I want you to get involved. Don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give your comments as long as they're respectful, okay? Um, I am going to be asking you questions, so you got to keep your ears and your eyes open. Uh, okay, so that is enough about me. Let's get to it. So before we even start on our stories, uh, this entire month, we have been 
talking about, uh, uh, we have been doing a black business spotlight in honor of Black History Month, and uh, I've been doing businesses that I personally frequent. Um, so tonight, our business is going to be a local business. If you are in the DMV area, meaning D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and you are looking for someone who can either, you know, make your yard and uh, and your backyard and your front lawn look amazingly beautiful or um, offer you fresh organic pressed juices, <clears throat> go check out Organic Boy Landscaping and Leaks Organic Blends um, on Instagram. I have, <clears throat> I, I utilize both of the services, the landscaping services and the organic juice services and services impeccable. Uh, but yeah, so go check them out if you're in the DMV area. Uh, but moving on. So we've been talking this entire month about EIN numbers, right? Um, and we have talked about why, what they are, why you need them, how you get them, what they help you do. And then last week we did a little bit of quizzing and you guys did such an amazing job. So, um, I think that, uh, we're coming to the end of EIN numbers and, uh, I, think that we can we can move on from that. In March, we're going to be starting Dunn's numbers, which is going to be a new lesson, but we are skipping over the NPL nugget for tonight, okay? Uh, but so let's move on to our stories. Uh, if anybody, is anybody watching, if you know what Peloton is, give me a P in the comments. If you know what Peloton is, give me a P in the comments, all right? And if you don't know, Peloton, they are a fitness company. They started as a, as a biking company or cycling as they call it. Uh, and they do live online classes. They have like a treadmill, all this stuff. But um, if you look at Peloton's website, they, they, they're very careful about their jargon. They never use the term spinning. They always use the term cycling. Why is that? Because the term spinning is actually trademarked when it comes to athletic equipment. There is a company called Mad Dog Athletics. They have had a registered trademark for 20 years for the word spinning. If you, um, if you still go to a gym, like an outside gym, I want to say probably LA, um, well, they're not LA Fitness anymore. Are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are like a LA fitness or something, and you look at the brand of bikes that your gym has, most likely it's going to say spinning on it. Um, whenever I've gone to a gym and I've gone to a spinning class, the brand on the, on the bike, on the spinning bike is called spinning. And this trademark belongs to a company called Mad Dog Athletics. They, bleh, Mad Dog Athletics. They've had it for over 20 years. Um, now, apparently, they, they're saying that Peloton is, uh, not that they're saying, Peloton is trying to get Mad Dog's trademark for the word spitting canceled. Peloton is upset because Mad Dog sued Peloton for patent infringement uh, for their, for their uh, bike, for, for their bike design, for the Peloton bike. And apparently, to retaliate, Peloton is trying to get Mad Dog Athletics' trademark for spinning canceled. So, um, my question, hey, 76 Grim K, how are you? Ooh, you top, you popped in right in time because I need somebody to answer this and I feel like, you know, 
I'm a lone voice crying in the wind. <laughs> All right. So 76 Grim K, do you know if, do you know the company named Peloton? If you don't know the company named Peloton, they are an athletic company. They provide these customized, um, cycling bikes. <laughs> it's okay. You know, and there's a monthly subscription and you get online classes, right? But, um, Peloton, they have that bike, right? And Peloton, they always, if you ever look on their website, they're never going to say they're spinning bike. They're going to say they're cycling bike. And this is because there is a company that already has a trademark, a registered trademark for the word spinning. There is a company called Mad Dog Athletics. If you go to um, a gym, any open gym that has spinning classes, if you see the, the, the bikes that they have in those spinning classes, most likely they're going to say spinning on them. Uh, Mad Dog Athletics has a trademark for the word spinning for their, uh, for their, uh, for their, for their bikes. Um, they've had it for over 20 years, uh, but apparently Peloton was starting to try and use the term spinning for, to describe their bikes and Mad Dog, uh, sued them for patent infringement. No, sorry. No, what happened was Mad Dog sued Peloton for patent infringement because of their bike design. So in retaliation, Peloton is trying to get Mad Dog's trademark for the word spinning canceled. So I want to know from you, um, 76 Grimke, I want to know from you, 76 Grimke, do you think, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta plug in my phone. Do you think that the term spinning when it comes to exercise, is it generic? Is the term, what, what happened? Why did I think? Oh, Okay. So is the term spinning generic, 76 Grimke? What do you think about that? Do you think it has acquired genericness? I'm sorry, y'all, if you got to like look up real close at me, but my phone uh, just uh, said low power and I don't want it to conk out on you. But 76 Grimke, I want to know from you, do you think that the term spinning when it comes to exercise, has it attained genericness? Now we know that Peloton is being petty because Mad Dog sued them for patent infringement, but does Peloton have an argument here? Is has has spinning become a generic term? Uh, seventy six Grimke, you you think it's become generic? Okay, so seventy six Grimke thinks that the word spinning has become generic. So I somebody gave me a thumbs up over here on Facebook. So that means that you can hear me. So my friend who's listening to me, do you think that Peloton's uh, Peloton is right in trying to cancel the spinning trademark? Has the word spinning, when it comes to exercise, has that become generic? What do you think about that? Hey, Cheryl. Cheryl, did you hear my question? I'd love for you to answer it, my dear, while I try and get this phone together. Ah! No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Y'all, the devil is busy on tonight, but we're going to get this show together. Wow. Okay. So, 76 Grimk. All right, sorry about that about that connection issue, guys. So, Cheryl, did you hear my question? Um 76 Grimk said, "I think they should pay for the word." Um Cheryl said, "Yes, as I always thought spinning is considered a type of exercise." So Cheryl says that spinning has attained genericness and 76 Grim K says that Peloton should have to pay for use of the term spinning. So, um, 
I think so. So seventy six Grimke. I think that Mad Dog Athletics would want you on their side, and Cheryl Peloton would want you on their side because Peloton is saying, "Look, um, spinning is a generic term now. There is a spin class wherever you go." Um, hi, Jana. Hey, Jana. Um, yeah, there's a spin class wherever you go. Spinning has become like Kleenex or Bandit. It's generic now, right? But Mad Dog Athletics, they're saying, no, we've had this trademark for over 20 years. This is the brand that we've built our name on. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to have to wait and see what the judge says. Cheryl thinks that uh, Peloton should win because spinning is considered, uh, you know, a type of exercise. And uh, 76 Grimke says that uh, Peloton should have to pay a licensing fee. Uh, and I don't, I don't know where I stand on this issue because for me... First of all, I didn't even know that spinning was trademarked, right? Um, so, because for me, whenever I hear spin class, I automatically think, okay, you're on that stationary bike and you're whatever. When I hear spin or spinning, I don't necessarily think of a particular brand, but then again, I wasn't necessarily paying attention. 76 Scrimke said Peloton bikes are too expensive. Yeah, they're like $2,500, for $2,500, I need my bike to go somewhere, not to sit in my house. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, Peloton and Mad Dog, they're going to be going at it in the courts to see if spinning returns to the um, r- returns to the public domain or becomes public domain, which takes me into my second story. Is anybody watching here vegan or vegetarian? If you are vegan or vegetarian... Give me a vegetable emoji. If you are vegan or vegetarian, give me a vegetable emoji. Cheryl said no. Girl, you and me both. I love meat. I love bacon. I love steak. I love chicken. I love turkey. Um, yes. No vegans? Okay. We all in the same boat. Carnivores unite, right? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, probably about a year ago, I talked to you guys about this uh, company that uh, was fighting with Nestle. So this company that was based in Minneapolis, they um, originally tried to title their um, food business The Vegan Butcher. And it was a business where they offered vegan, vegan cheeses and, you know, meat substitutes and things. I don't know why you need a vegan butcher, but they had it, right? So they had applied for a trademark for a vegan butcher, and they were denied by the USPTO. Now, a couple, not too long after, here comes Nestle, and they try and trademark the term vegan butcher. So, you know, it, the, 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 um, the trademark application gets put up for opposition, and the original owners of Vegan Butcher, who have since renamed their restaurant to the Herbivorous Butcher. Now, if, uh, if you don't know what Herbivorous means, it means that you only eat vegetables, right? Um, so, the original users of the Vegan Butcher name, they opposed the trademark application. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. We already tried to apply for this, and you told us it was too generic. So, you cannot go ahead and give that to Nestle now. So they had been going back and forth with Nestle, and what do you think happened? Do you think the the herbivorous butcher won, or do you think Nestle won? Who do you think you won? In the, who do you think won in this case? 
Who do you think won in this case? My phone is about to die on me. Hmm? Who do you think, guys? I'm going to give you a moment. Because remember, Herbivores Butcher, they were the original vegan butcher, and USPTO said, no, girl, this is too generic. Then Nestle comes along and tries to trademark it, and Herbivores Butcher says, uh, we already tried that, and they said generic, so no way. Um, it's okay, Cheryl. 76 Grimke said Nestle. Mimi said Nestle. No, actually, the court sided with the little guy, the herbivorous butcher. So now the term vegan butcher, it is in the public domain. It is a generic term now. Jonna said Nestle. It was actually the the little guy, the the rest, the um the vegan butcher in Minneapolis, the herbivores butcher. They got their way, so now the term vegan butcher is a generic term. Nobody is going to be able to trademark it. Seventy six Grimke said she is surprised. Why are you surprised, Seventy six Grimke? Why are you surprised? Um, because remember, herbivores butcher. They tried vegan butcher in the first place, and somebody said no. Hey, leeks dope, and then. Right? So they had to change their whole business name. Then Nestle comes along, and Nestle tries to use the same term. So why wouldn't they come to the same conclusion? Why would the USPTO deny one and give it to another? Hmm? Why are you surprised? 76 gram. Okay. Nestle has big money. They do have big money, but again, as we have said so many times on this show... Intellectual property does not care who you are. If you're the big guy, if you're the little guy, whoever, it's whoever has that intellectual property in their pocket. Intellectual property is what took the the former uh, occupant of the White House took a lot of their posts down because they were violating intellectual property. You've had um, small companies get $100 million judgments because larger companies violated their intellectual property. Intellectual property does not care how big or how small you are. It is about who has done the work to establish themselves in that, um, uh, you know, in that realm. And in this, in, in, in this position, herbivores butcher, they were in the right. They're like, we already tried to do this and you told us no. Why are you going to tell them yes now? What has changed, right? So a uh, vegan butcher is now a generic term. Nobody will ever be able to trademark that term. All right. Okay. And, uh, going into our final, our final story of the evening. And then I think we're going to do a bit of Q and a, see if you guys have any questions. Uh, how many of you guys have heard of the XFL? How many of you guys have heard of the XFL? If you have, give me an X or a football emoji. If you haven't heard of uh, Dwayne Johnson, he is part owner of the XFL. Um, I actually went to an exhibition game a while ago. And, you know, they brought out all the players and stuff. You know, the the NFL has had a lot of problems. So people are looking for alternatives to the NFL, right? Um, So the XFL is trying to fill uh, that void or, you know, that some people may have if if they're boycotting the NFL. 76 Grimke knows what the XFL is. Okay. Well, the XFL, they're trying to solidify, you know, their their sportsness. <laughs> they're trying to solidify, you know, themselves in the sports realm by starting to get some intellectual property. And one of their first trademarks that they are filing for um, is for a phrase called "He Hate Me." Um, one of the more prominent XFL players, uh, when he was asked 
why he wanted to trademark this term. He said, you know, the players, they're my brothers. And if I knock my brother down, he's going to hate me. So he wants to trademark the term. He hate me. Cause if you didn't know in the XFL, as opposed to the NFL, in the NFL, they have the players last names on their jerseys in the XFL. They can have nicknames. So this gentleman is going to have the nickname. He hate me on the back of his Jersey. If he doesn't already have it already. Uh, but yeah, look out for XFL trademarks coming near you. If you are an XFL fan, uh, you know, you, and you know, your favorite players, it's not going to be their last names. It's going to be their nicknames on the back of their jerseys. And they're trying to solidify those nicknames through intellectual property. So good for them. All right. So now, um, those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Yes, I know they're quick. Um, I was, I had some errands to run this evening that were very important. So we're cutting it a little short tonight, but I do want to do some Q and a with you guys. We've been talking about, um, EIN numbers all month. Last month we talked about business entities like this whole year. We're going to be going through business formation piece by piece. So I want to take today and answer any questions that you might have on some of the stuff that we've covered, uh, thus far in 2021. Do you have questions about business entities, meaning LLCs, uh, sole proprietorships, corporations, partnerships, things like that. Do you have questions about EIN numbers? What is an EIN number? Why do you need an EIN number? Where do you get one? These are all questions that I can answer for you tonight as well. If you have questions about the stories that we talked about, so the Peloton story or, um, the vegan butcher story or the XFL trademark story, I'm here for that as well. So, um, so yeah, so I want to take this time to answer any of those questions that you might have. And, uh, so let them fly. If not, what we will do is we will cut it off early tonight. I'm a little discombobulated. I need to get my life in order. Um, and then we can continue. Oh, we have a question. Cheryl said, we have an LLC that has a Duns. Well, I need a separate one for my DBA. Uh, we have an LLC that has, no, because a DBA is basically just, um, uh, hold on, Mimi, is just a nickname for your business, right? So if you are running a sole proprietorship, you might file a DBA because you don't want to run your business under your personal name. Or if you have a DBA, it's the nickname of the official name of your LLC. But your DBA is not separate from that LLC. So that DBA is one and the same. So you don't need a new DUNS number, okay? Um, Mimi, Mimi G0911 was wondering about PPPs. Mimi, I do not know anything about PPPs. I would say if you need some help with that, go follow uh, Miss Business 101. I believe that she is the one who can really give you pertinent information regarding PPPs. It's Miss Business 101, okay? You're welcome, Cheryl. Do we have any other questions before we close out for the night? Those were some awesome questions. I loved that question, Cheryl. And Mimi, I love that question as well. You know, I don't know everything, but even if I don't know something, I probably know someone that I can refer you to. So please don't, don't be shy about your questions. Or if I don't know, I'll just say, I don't know. I have no problem telling y'all if I don't know something. Okay. All right. So, uh, if we, you're welcome, dear. So, uh, I think that that is where we're going to leave it tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I promise we will have our full length show tomorrow. I promise you, um, make sure that you hold on. 
Cheryl said, what was my featured black business? Oh, Cheryl. So my featured black business was actually a local business. Uh, the, the uh, if you listened to my last interview on my podcast, um, there is a, a young entrepreneur whose services I use for both my, um, my landscaping needs and organic juice. Uh, if you are looking for cold pressed juices in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, go check out Leaks Organic Blends. They do them to order and their prices are super reasonable and it's quality products. Or if you are looking for lawn care services and you are in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, go check out Organic Boy Landscaping. Okay. So, uh, that, that, that was the black business of the evening. Thank you so much for asking Cheryl. All right, so that is where I'm going to leave us this evening. Uh, We'll be back here tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I will do my best to be as on time as possible. You're welcome, dear. Um, Make sure that you take care of yourselves. Uh, Pick up the EIN workshop if you have not. If you don't have an EIN number, you don't know what they're for, you don't know what it's about, and you, you know, want to get one, and not only get one, but know how to apply for one, I charge for my workshop because I'm giving you education for it. I've always told you EIN numbers, they are absolutely free. However, you still need to know how to apply for it. And if you don't know the first thing about EIN numbers, the workshop will really educate you. Now, if you go to a traditional attorney, they'll charge you anywhere between $75 and $125. They'll give you the EIN number and you won't know how they did it. As far as you're concerned, it's magic. But you get my workshop for $79 where I teach you about the EIN number, the ins and outs. I take you to the site. I help you apply for it. I show you through a video tutorial and you have that education for life, okay? Um, Because most entrepreneurs, they start multiple businesses throughout their, their careers. Uh, yeah, so make sure you pick that up. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube and the podcast. Uh, join me here tomorrow and I will talk to you then. Bye-bye.